Good morning. This is John Werther coming to you from 89.1 FM Radio from Lorraine, Ohio. And so happy you could join us this Christmas week as this year rapidly comes to a close. And uh, very happy you tuned in this morning. We're in the station here in Lorraine, Ohio with our station engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David Abood. David, good morning, John. Good to be here. Yeah, even have a little bit of snow. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you know, Absolutely. every time I see snow, you know, it reminds me of David. Yes. Well, Isaiah, you, yes. though your sins be as scarlet, oh, they shall be as white as snow. snow. Right. Though they be as crimson, <laughs> they shall be as wool. So I yeah. don't mind snow. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I never liked snow till after I met you. I was looking out our back window, and you said, that you, you see, David, how white and crisp everything is, and how all the blemishes are covered over? That's exactly what and it comes Christ down did from heaven above, sin. right? Right. Okay, yes. it comes out. And yeah. you could go through, you could go down the street, Lorraine, by a Lexus dealership at an yeah. old junkyard, <laughs> and you right. can't tell the difference between those two cars That's that right. are covered over with snow. <laughs> now, right. some, of, some of us are more junkyard cars than others, <laughs> but we're covered with snow, thank God, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses Amen. us as white as that's snow. Bad. So anyhow, yeah. I always like snow for oh, that yeah. reason. <laughs> don't like driving it, I don't like it. So we are happy you tuned in this morning. Like I said, this is 89.1 FM radio. Uh, you might, if it's staticky, you might be better going to live streaming us, and that would be www.wnzn.org, www.wnzn.org. Mm -hmm. And one and David, uh, the past couple of weeks we actually been talking about the numbers in the scriptures. Right. We ended last week yeah. with the number six, mm -hmm. which yeah. of course leaves number seven and twelve and 144 out there which I hope to pick up in the new year sometime. Okay. But I yeah. wanted to focus today because it is just days away from Christmas. Uh -huh. The whole Christmas message and uh, looking scripturally, mm -hmm. uh, even, you know, what they call uh, Christ before uh, the cradle, you know, right. Christ be before, yeah. and look at prophecy in Christmas and the implications that Jesus just didn't appear. He just wasn't born like anybody else. His birth was prophesied yes. for 500, 1,000 years right. before the event ever happened. And it, quite honestly, if you have the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, those are four key historical uh, events mm -hmm. in, in the life of Jesus in the Gospel account that basically changed the all course of human history. And I was going to open up with uh, in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Um, uh, chapter 3, verse 6, 1 Timothy chapter 3. It makes a really bold statement. First uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, if you have that one. And without controversy, great is manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. So right away, verse 16, it says, without controversy, Great is the mystery of God. This is a big time event. It's mystery. What is it? God was manifested in the flesh. Man, there it is. Like it says in First John, in the in, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt. That is, there's no other religion, philosophy, or belief system that makes that kind of claim uh -huh. that the God of the universe is going to enter in to uh, the human condition and walk among among us, so to speak, and, and his feet actually touch this planet. Yeah. So this is a great mystery. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels. We know that there's angels yes. at his birth. Yeah. 
There's angels at his resurrection. Mm -hmm. There's angels at his ascension. Okay, he's right. coming back with myriads or just countless numbers of angels. So the whole thing with angels, Hebrews one, it'll even say God says, "Let all the angels worship him." Mm -hmm. So he's not an angel. You yeah. can't receive worship. Right. Then it says, "Preached among Gentiles." We're sitting here today, us Gentiles, so to speak, because he came into the world. Yes. You understand? It, yes. That's why when you study the Old Testament, there's this idea of a promise was given to Abraham that all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through his family, Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, Jacob. And then you come to Isaiah, it says when Messiah comes, he's going to be a light to the Gentiles, not just to Israel, which really is the focus of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And then when John proclaims Jesus at the baptism, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. world. Right. So that's, again, why we're sitting here while people are listening in, non-Jewish, because the Gentiles have now entered into God's great plan of salvation. Yeah. And then it says, received on in the world, 2.6 billion people in the world today, some way, shape, or form, name the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. People celebrate Christmas and don't even know what Christmas is about. Yeah. I'm serious. When no, I go, you're right. In, in a month, I go to Southeast Asia. <laughs> the barber stores are decorated. But they don't know yeah. what it means. It's just the impact of that one life. And then it says, believed on in the world and received up in glory. That's mm -hmm. why we can't go to his tomb. You know, mm -hmm. you can go to the tomb of Muhammad yeah. or Confucius. Yeah. We can't go to his tomb because it's empty. Why? He was received <clears throat> up into glory. And now his ministry he, he, at the right hand of the Father is he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, the, the other thing too, John, uh, is the fact that there's no, there's no other leader. There's no prophecies for telling details about the birth of any other religious leader. Um, you know, no prophecies alerted the world to the coming of, you know, Islam, leader, Mormonism, you know, so on and so forth. So we really have to look at that. You know, that's that's another key sign. Yeah. It, 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 again, I, like I said, uh, he just didn't appear on the scene, but he was predicted. Yes. And even way back in Genesis, when after Adam and Eve sinned, God will say to the woman, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Yeah. Now that's unique yeah. unique. Yeah. Because the seed of the woman, that's not normative. The seed mm -hmm. of the woman, you think of the seed of the man. But that he will crush the head yes. of the enemy. And when you come to first John chapter three, verse eight, it'll mm -hmm. say, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. Yeah. He, he set us yeah. free. Yeah. Now it's up to us to maintain that victory over the evil one. But he's given us that power and authority through his death and resurrection. So yes. way back in the first book of the Bible, we have this hint that one day there's this seed of the woman, which kind of gives us a hint of the virgin birth right. that's coming into the world, yep. and he will crush mm -hmm. or destroy. That's just one of the things he accomplished, mm -hmm. as well as our forgiveness and justification. He crushed. And that's why he can say to believers, I give you power yes. to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Now, those are metaphors for the demonic realm. Yeah. We don't realize that in this country that much. Mm -hmm. You've traveled overseas. Yes. I've traveled yes. overseas. You've been to Africa. I've been mm -hmm. to Asia. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is real stuff. Yeah. Now, it's getting real in America and Europe more and more because yeah. I just read articles, the rise of the occult and demonic mm -hmm. religions and uh, witchcraft, etc. But we've been given power not to... Over the demonic, resist mm -hmm. the devil, submit mm -hmm. yourself to God, mm -hmm. uh, resist the devil, he will flee from you. So yeah. Through mm -hmm. Christ we have. So what I'm getting at is all this unique stuff is is involved in the coming of God to the earth. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. Yeah, and, and there's actually there's so many uh, quotes, John, that we could bring into this. And usually Isaiah has is the predominant uh, section in the Bible of the Old Testament, which was written 700 years ago. I'll just read you a couple that are. Well, really just like. read, read one and okay, we'll focus sure. in on it. All right, Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay, yeah. now. That, there it is. You, you pick up. This is what established this idea of virgin birth. Uh, and it's a sign. A sign is something out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that the sun came up this morning is not a sign. I mean, it's quite miraculous, but it's not a sign. Mm -hmm. uh, turning water to wine is a sign. Yep. Uh, raising yes. a dead person <clears throat> is a sign. Do you yeah. understand that that's a, that's a mm -hmm. difference? But he says, uh, when he comes, uh, this will be a tremendous thing that the sign will be that a virgin will conceive, not just that, but shall call his name Emmanuel, yes. which means God with us. Right. Now, th that's a very important point uh, on many levels. Number one, it's, it's a miracle. Number two, that idea where it says God with us, yeah. see, that harkens back to Genesis chapter 25. I mean, Exodus, when God gets his people out of Egypt, mm -hmm. and he says, Build me a tabernacle, for I want to dwell with you. Mm. You see, I want to be with you, mm -hmm. Emmanuel. I want to be in, not just visit you, I want to be with you. Mm. Now, that's a very important point. Yeah. Because, see, in religions and philosophies, there's this sense that God, if there is, a, if they even believe in a God, that he's what's called transcendent. Mm. He's way out there, way out there. He doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, he winds up the universe like a clock and lets it run. Or in Islam... They believe that Allah is so far and remote and detached yeah. from creation. The only way he communicates is through an angel, Gabriel, through his prophets, which mm. they would say the last mm. one is, is Muhammad. He doesn't come near in that sense. But the God of the Bible is transcendent because Solomon says all the heavens of heavens cannot contain you. He's out of space. He's out of time. He's the mm. great I am. Mm. But he draws near. He's imminent. Yeah. He comes to dwell with us. Now, yes. in the Old Testament... An appearance of God was called a theophany. Mm -hmm. He appears to Abraham. He appears to Isaac. He appears to Noah. Gives him directions to build an ark, etc. But when he comes to dwell in the tabernacle, he's in the tabernacle dwelling in the holy holies. When they come to the promised land, he's in the temple dwelling in the holy. And then he comes and dwells in human flesh. Yeah, that is Christmas. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is. is Christmas. Okay, <laughs> that, you know we remember the birthdays of great yeah. men. But it's not like this. No way. He's not in the yeah. category of a great man. Right. He's in the category of God becoming flesh. Yeah. So so there's your... Uh, now, of course, that's going to be repeated in the New Testament mm -hmm. where it'll, it'll claim this This is the, the Immaculate Conception. You know, this is where... Uh, that's in Matthew Mary, one twenty three, yeah, you where it says, that. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated, God with us. Mm -hmm. And again, that was in reference to the birth of Jesus. Matthew cited uh, the prophecy of Isaiah made 700 years earlier. Yeah, there you go. 700 yeah. years out, mm. you got this idea that he's coming, and then we're still in the book of Isaiah, mm -hmm. and then you look at Isaiah chapter 9. Wanda, if, if you wanted to read that, okay. chapter 9, uh -huh. verse uh, 6 sure. and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, 
the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with the justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Okay, thank you, Mother. So here we see, this is loaded with all kinds Amen. of information. Yep. Number one, you see where it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh -huh. A child is born speaks of his humanity, but a son is given speaks of his eternality. Yes. Mm. Because that's why it'll say, for God so loved the world that he gave us right. and jesus says in his high priestly prayer in john i was with the glory i had before mm -hmm. uh i came into the world father in other words he predates he, he is he's both human you know he comes and dwells in flesh but he's in his sonship he's eternal you know one god three persons right. father son the holy spirit so i like the fact that here we see uh, implications of the deity but then when it describes him the government will be upon his shoulder <clears throat> in other words What's here, of course, he says after his resurrection, all power, all authority is given unto me. Yeah. This is kingly language. This is a king right. has power, authority. See, Jesus was born a king. He was yeah. recognized a king even by the wise men. Right. Uh, and he dies a king. Even Pilate says, mm -hmm. put this above the cross, king of the Jews. Mm -hmm. You see, Jesus, and they hailed him on Palm Sunday by saying, <clears throat> behold, the king of yeah. the Jews is coming. One day he comes back as king of kings and lord of lords, straight up. And he will be called mighty God. Yeah. So, again, you know, a lot of people think he's uh, just a great prophet, but there's so many, uh, you know, comments in here which suggest he is the son of God, he is God in the flesh. Yeah, you can't, as yeah. C.S. Lewis says, you, you don't have that wiggle room to make him a righteous man or a good no. prophet or a holy man. Yeah. You would never have... Moses or Isaiah or Elijah saying, mm -hmm. uh, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. Or I'm coming back on clouds of glory to, to judge all the peoples of the earth. Or I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, yeah. Matthew chapter 13. I am the 13. light of the world. I'm the light yeah, of the world. Right. Yeah. These are things that belong to God alone. Right. And, and he's making this claim, let alone the forgiveness of sins, mm -hmm. the power to raise the dead, etc. So again, we'll look at this more and more, but he says, like you said, David, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Right. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be, so it's an eternal reign. His, mm -hmm. his, David died. He reigned. Mm -hmm. He died. He's buried. You can actually go to David's tomb in Jerusalem today. Mm -hmm. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order and to establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward and forever. And again, Look what Jesus has done in terms of human history. We'll look at that in a minute. But mm -hmm. he's 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 controlled. People look to him and they, they order their lives. They align their lives according to his will. Yeah. And I had one person once challenge me. They said, well, it says here in verse 6, mighty God. It doesn't say almighty God. I says, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let's turn to chapter 10. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about God. Mm -hmm. It says, um, uh, verse 20, okay. it says, and it shall come to pass in that day the remnant of Israel, such have escaped of the house of Jacob, will never again depend on him who defeated them, mm -hmm. but will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Now who's that? That's God, right? Mm -hmm. Will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Mm -hmm. The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the what? Mighty God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? Right. Same term that's used of Jesus right. mm -hmm. in yeah. here. 
Right. Mm. So when you compare scripture to scripture, oh, yeah. it's very clear. Mm. Uh, that's the beauty of scripture. It affirms itself. The message yeah. is, is a united uh, right. theme or singular right. story. Yeah, and you know the other thing is the amazing event demonstrates God's infinite knowledge and power, his capability for foretelling the future with perfect precision, and he has the power to bring his prophecies to pass, even if it means that a virgin would need to conceive and bear a son. I mean, you know, it's there's only one God. There's only know? one God, <laughs> only right? One and, God, and, and he's a, a true step. God, right? And he comes and. Um, I mean, we're in Isaiah. Look at just chapter eleven. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if you're there, wanna, if you read one, chapter eleven, mm -hmm. verse um, verse one and two. Okay. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him: the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So, okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So we see this little branch, this little stem, kind of mm -hmm. insignificant, comes out of the ground. Right. Well, look at how Jesus enters the world. I mean, he's born in a stable mm. or, or a little grotto. We don't know. Right. And in, in this, he's not in, the, um, you know, Rome or Athens or, you know, one of these Antioch, these famous cities, Alexandria. He's born in Bethlehem. Mm. There's a little kind of little village. <laughs> Today mm. it's not that big. Yeah. But it's not that big of a place. And he's humbly born there, but then he grows, he grows, and look when you get to verse 10, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, that's the father of David, remember mm -hmm. he's the son of David, mm -hmm. who shall stand as a banner to the people, for Gentiles shall seek him, mm. and his resting place shall be glorious. Do you see that where it yes. says Gentiles seek him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That happens at his birth when the wise men come. Yeah. They were not Jewish. Yeah. They, they were coming highest of order these wise men or royalty they came a great distance from as gentiles mm -hmm. to come seeking him even at his birth you see that's very powerful mm -hmm. because again we're sitting here today as gentiles that have sought him and found mm -hmm. him and matter of fact i would urge anyone listening to the program this morning if you've not found him the bible clearly says when you seek me with all your heart you will find me yes and it's not that a difficult a process if you're willing to turn your life and simply trust in Him, but I know that's that that's where we're at today, and I think everybody at Christmas time should reassess where they are with Jesus. What do you think of Him? You know, yeah. Uh, do you think He was a great man? Do you think He was mythology? Do you think He's a legend like you know Santa Claus or something like this, or or a great prophet? Or do you think God visited this planet? That, that's, that's what we're dealing with here. That's yeah. the real issue. Yeah, you know, and we touched on that, I think, the last show too, John, about the fact that people are frozen because of the sin they're dealing with or their past sins. And we have to remember the Messiah came in flesh to earth to deal with our sin. Right. And we, we, we have won. So, you know, the bottom line is we have to move on. We have to rejoice. And that's what this time is all about, is rejoicing that our sins are forgiven and that we have a place with him in heaven if we follow him. And all we have to do is ask him to come into our life. This is not a complex thing. Yeah, right. People make it a lot harder than it really is. Right, exactly so, right. So, you know, it's it's that simple. He wants us to come to him, and he's already forgiven us. So yeah. I, I think that's the challenge. In this time of year when I see 
And when we hear, I think Wanda brought this up a lot too, mm-hmm. some of the churches around here where people get paralyzed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. They, they emotionally are very distraught. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where we have mm-hmm. to flip the mm-hmm. whole paradigm mm-hmm. about what this month is all about. Mm-hmm. It's actually an opportunity for you to break through mm-hmm. and free yourself. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Right. Yeah, so and realize it's just one week out from the new year. Yeah. Yeah. And right. when you come to Christ, truly come to Christ, uh, you are a new creation. Mm-hmm. All things are passed away. Behold. Mm-hmm. That's why I like Christmas comes before New Year. Mm-hmm. Because you can start a brand new year. It's, it's not about new. turning over a new leaf or a resolution or mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Yes. No. It's about literally not turning over a leaf. It's about getting a life. Right. Yeah. You know, getting a transplanted heart. Right. Yeah. And for me, you know, I did this 43 years ago. Life just changed. It mm-hmm. radically, yes, radically changed. Everything yeah. changes. Your your thoughts, your yeah. motives, your purpose, your direction. And life is no longer a fearsome thing. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to die one day or this and that. And it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to die. But nevertheless, that, that fear is gone because... The Prince of Peace has entered into the human condition. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's right. And, and I think the other, the other thing for me is the fact that with this leader, with, with Jesus, mm-hmm. what God says he's going to do, he promises you can have complete confidence he will always be faithful to do what he has declared. Yeah, right. And so that's, that's how the chaotic world you start to realize it's a bunch of noise mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. When you start to get into that realm, it, when you follow Christ and you're a believer, all of that, it, it just, there's a calming force yeah, to right, it. Right. And then you start to see it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors and a bunch of noise. Yeah. Well, when the Apostle Paul comes to Christ, it says the scales fell from his eyes. Right. And when you truly come to Christ, the scales, you, you're like, you're, you're awake. You're like, oh, now I get, you know, it's like, I didn't see that. Now I get it. I got to get right. There. Before that, we're kind of walking around sleepwalking. Yeah. You're not sure. What about this? What about that? There's no anchor for our soul. There's no compass for our life. There's no power to live. And yeah. we get frustrated because we can't live the life we want to live Yeah. Mm-hmm. with peace or purpose mm-hmm. or direction or influence. All these things. Life is short. You know? It is. Let's maximize it. I always say the man's biggest problem is he doesn't know what he's doing on this planet. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing on this planet. Yeah. But if you go to the Word of God and you see God's plan, yep. start understanding things about God and ourself, then it starts going, it gets in alignment. You go, oh, okay, I was created for a purpose. I was created to glorify God. He wants me to enjoy creation, but this is one minute. My yes. lifetime is one minute. Absolutely. I don't care if you're going to be 80, 90, 100. It's a minute in light of eternity. That's why Jesus says, what does it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. And we look back on this past year. Great people, celebrities, wealthy people, gone. Gone. Young. Mm -hmm. Self-destruction often. Mm -hmm. Because they just didn't know. You know, they're like all of us before you come to Christ. But you bring up a couple good points, David. Number one, there's there's a certain simplicity to this whole thing. Yeah. You know, Einstein reduced a very complex theorem to E equals MC squared. Mm-hmm. Energy, mass, uh, centigrade, you know, uh, speed of light, basically mm-hmm. space time. And he reduced it to a formula. Here's my formula mm-hmm. A, there is a God. B, he visited this planet. Yep. C, that has implications for every single person on this planet. Now, that, that breaks down to A and B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> if you don't receive them, it's serious consequences yes. that we're constantly warned about. Right. B, if you do choose him, there's tremendous blessing oh, and promises. Is there ever? A, B, C. Right. 
That's it. Yeah, it, but we have to remember we're still going to have trouble in this world. Well, Even when you become a Christian, I, it was funny because Ron and I were talking about this, and you know, we're, when we first came to the Lord, we're like, all these things started going wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you realize that's the enemy trying to bump you yeah. off mm-hmm. off that path, right? Mm-hmm. So you think of the parable of the sower, right? Some of the seed falls on you know the path, some of it falls on soil that isn't too you know healthy and deep. And so you do have all those things that come up. But I, I think one of the big things as we start to think about Jesus coming into the world is the fact that what he's doing is he's going to look to bring creation back right. the way it was. Right. That's what this is all about, to mm-hmm. remove disease and hardship and bring creation back into equilibrium, the right. way God intended it to be. Right. It, the, and, and that's so important. I, I, you know, Isaiah 5, I, I hate to go there, but this is one of my favorite verses where mm-hmm. it says, then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the tears. Is that of the, Isaiah thirty-five? Yeah, Isaiah thirty-five, oh. verse five, mm-hmm. starting with verse five. Mm-hmm. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Mm-hmm. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Mm-hmm. The burning sand will become a pool, and the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass, reeds, and papyrus will grow. Are you talking? I mean, it's you were talking yeah. about just a. I just see a, a whole new birth, right? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. It, and it's kind of like the way the Garden of Eden was, right? And so all that evil, basically, I just see beauty covering all the evil. I don't know. That's, you know, that's no. No, I, I agree with you because Good. it's the metaphor that's used in the scripture of wilderness, yeah, and scarcity in the wilderness, yeah. desert, mm-hmm. and then you see bountiful. Flourishing rivers, water, uh, a yeah. great abundance. Right. Well, think about our life of Jesus. Where does he start his ministry for forty days? In the desert. Yeah, in the, the wilderness. wilderness right? When he's raised from the dead, where is he walking around when Mary encounters him? Who does she mistake him in, for? In the wilderness. In the garden. Right. Yeah. It goes. His life moves from a wilderness yeah. to a garden. Yes. <laughs> he, and that's our life too. Oh, <laughs> you see, that's our life too. Yeah, that's, what, that's we're in the wilderness, you know. We don't oh, even yeah. realize. We think I got a yeah. BMW. I'm doing okay. No, we're in the wilderness till we know God. Mm. But once you encounter the risen Christ, you're in the garden, <laughs> because Jesus says <laughs> the funny. enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. But yes. I came that you have might have life and life uh, more abundantly, yeah. and that we have a fruitful life. Yes. Right. So these pictures are all through the Scripture. No man could gather together and write this book. No way. No, no, no. It's Not just, a chance. They can't do it. Not a chance. That's why it's the best. Yeah. You know, it's the best seller today. It's the most translated. It's yeah. the most stolen book. I didn't realize that. Oh, it's really? The most stolen, and it's the most prohibited book in wow. the world today. Look <laughs> what's going on in China now. I don't know if you realize the last month, past mm-hmm. month, big crackdown in China against Christians. Big, big, big. Mm. Yeah, and confiscation of Bibles. Because why the Bible's not going anywhere, right? You know, it's just not going anywhere. Jesus says, "Heaven and earth shall pass away." He's literally saying, "Heaven and earth," but yeah. this word of mine is eternal. Yes. Man, he, he can't burn it. He can't destroy it. He can do it, but the word's got to keep going because it's truth. You see, and truth is is eternal. It, it doesn't you know fade away. It doesn't have a shelf life, so to speak. And that's why I always say, with these modern atheists, Hitchens yeah. and yeah. Uh, Sam Harris and uh, God delusion and all this. Well, the problem is those books don't have much of a shelf life. Mm. You know, six months, six mm-hmm. years later, they might be on the bestseller list, but you don't know about them anymore. You know, yeah. 
You don't hmm. remember uh, Bertrand Russell, the famous British atheist, lived a hundred uh, about a hundred years ago. You don't remember his book, Why mm -hmm. I'm Not a Christian. But the Bible is more people are going to receive a Bible this Christmas than any other book. Yeah. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we go, <laughs> we leave. It stays. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can even take the physical Bible from the from a a Christian, a believer, but yeah. the word is in them. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> yeah. why you want to hide the word. Absolutely. Right. That, that's right. Uh, this is very important. And we don't know what's going to happen in 2019. But if you undergo persecution, imprisonment, anything, there's something they can't take away from you. And that's what you hid in your heart. Absolutely. That's why a lot of these, I, I was living in Southeast Asia, going to conferences with Laotian, Cambodian stuff. And they say they actually trained their people what to do when you were being beaten by Christ, how huh. to cover up, yeah. and what to do if you were in prison or mm. go to re-education camps. They would teach you mm. how to pray, how to get together, how to share, memorize scripture. Mm -hmm. We don't think about that in America. Absolutely. But here's a good adage. Whatever we have in this life, we leave when we die. Mm -hmm. Whatever we have, we leave. Whatever we are, we take. Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. My car, my possessions, I got to leave that. Yeah. But whoever I am, in Christ, the Word of God in me yeah. has He transformed my yeah. mind, my spirit. That goes with me. Uh -huh. That's because that's my soul. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we must invest, just like this study today about Christmas. We should take this study, uh, the Christmas holiday, to a deeper level. And I'm a big Christmas guy. Don't get me wrong. I love oh, yeah. Christmas. I sure. just think it brings families together. That I'm like, I always say for the music alone. I mean, <laughs> hymns alone, <laughs> Silent Night and Holy Night. Yes. But. Um, even prodigals want to come home at Christmas yeah. just to be in the family you know, circle. So you, you bring out a good point here in Isaiah 35. It, it ends, David, where it says in verse 10, And let the redeemed of the Lord return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Look at that. That's, that's, that's the victorious life. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when people speak of Oh, if you're a Christian, you're going to get a big car. You're going to get. I'm not speaking of that or not going to. All I'm saying is this stuff here is 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 deeper quality, joy, purpose, gladness, a song in your heart. That's a powerful thing that people lack today, and they'll look in every direction, from entertainment to alcohol to to try to even get a little snippet of joy or happy. Yes. Yeah, and you know, d just in line with what you were saying, John, our pastor this last uh, weekend brought up. A quote from uh, Mere Christianity, the author of C.S. Lewis, he likens the first coming of Jesus to an invasion. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. God established the beachhead of healing and wholeness with the coming of Christ and in the church, which should reflect his kingdom on earth. Yes. Mm. So the visual here is the kingdom on earth. Hey, yes. man, that's, that's worth getting excited Absolutely. about. Absolutely. No, you're right. He came, he established yeah. a beachhead. Right. And, and when you look at it, yeah, he only had a handful of men right. and some women followers. <laughs> Two thousand years later, I mean, he he was under the heel of the Roman Empire. That was one of the most powerful mm -hmm. empires ever existed. You go you go to museums today and you look at the Roman Empire, or you go to this monument here. Like I'll be in Italy in a month or two. Yeah, the ruins. You could go <laughs> to Cairo. You could go to Boston. You could go to Bangkok. And there's Christian churches. Christian churches. What was it about this man that his kingdom lives and is being, it's taken over, you see what I'm saying? Not through force and arms, but through love and humility and sharing and caring. 
You know, that's the kingdom of God. Yeah. And he's inviting everybody to come into it. Isn't that something? But to come into Gosh. it, you can only go in through one door. Yes. And that's the door that's covered with the blood of the Lamb. Right. You know, through Jesus. Through Jesus Christ. So, you know, and, and, and that is so important because, you know, it doesn't just happen by going to service every Sunday. You actually have to take uh, your Lord and Savior in, and you have to say, you know, you know, Father, forgive me, and you have to say the prayer. And you just tell him that you want to follow him, right? I mean, so I know some people are confused about all that. I still get questions about how did I do it, and you taught me. I, yeah. I didn't know how to do it. Right. But it, it's not hard. You, you just can go in the, uh, and take a look at how do I, right. you know, take Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You'll be shocked at how much comes up to help you on that path. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just as many as received him to them, he gave the power right. and the privilege. Right. To become a child of God. Mm. See, going to church doesn't make you Christian. Right. You could live in a garage for a year. That's not going to make you a car. Yeah. You just yeah. go, you know, right. there's just presence there. Yeah. Christianity is about a relationship. Yes. It's like, it's literally like a marriage. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that kind of, he's the bridegroom, we're the bride. It's union. You see, a lot of people might know about LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I could say, oh, yeah, I know about LeBron, but I don't know LeBron James. Mm. I haven't right. spent time with him. I haven't met him. But his good friends and his teammates know him. His wife knows him. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? There's level of, we have to know God and not just know right. about him. That's and right. many people fill churches this Christmas season, know about Jesus, mm -hmm. and they find him interesting or he mm -hmm. led a good example or it's inspiring, but they don't know him as their Lord and Savior mm -hmm. and commune with him right. daily and talk with him and receive right. the Lord's Supper. There's not, there's not that there. You yeah. see, if you truly come to Jesus, like if you were really in a super, super good friendship or marriage, you're somewhat obsessed with that person. You're thinking about them. You're talking to them. You yeah. want to be with them. Yeah. So, too, when we come to Christ, we, we should be somewhat, uh, he should dominate our thoughts and our life. Yes. It's an active uh, opportunity. It's not passive. Right. So, And that's one thing you taught me, John. I mean, be, being here on the show has been a blessing, but it was very hard for me. I, I had, you know, I, I would, uh, it was a challenge to first get up and start to do that walk. You know, the men's group we're, we're doing now, all of that was a challenge for me. Right. But once you start to walk, you realize it has to, he wants it to be active. It's not just you become a life vessel and a light. He wants you to use it to bring other people to him as disciples. Absolutely. That's the biggest mandate in Matthew 28 that we are given, is to create other disciples. You don't have to go crazy and start your own church, but anybody you interact with is an opportunity. Just like a marriage, it's, it's, a, it's an active relationship. Yeah, like yeah. last month, uh, radio station 89.1, Mark Ballard, Wanda Ewing put on the event at right. uh, Lorraine uh, College. Right. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. With the Pace yes, Foundation. Yes, right. Well, all those lives are changed mm -hmm. if you really drill down because of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Now, it's a community, and it's it got a lot, a lot more ramifications, but mm -hmm. at the heart of it, it's because of Jesus Christ yeah. that motivates and directs and empowers right. where these young lives are being yeah. encouraged, directed, and, and to success, right. both, both academically and Absolutely. spiritually. Yeah. Uh, you go around the world. I mean, in a month, I'm going to be in Thailand. I go to orphanages there. You can go to schools there. You can see prison outreach there. They have a new thing for HIV AIDS, not just ministering mm -hmm. to the patient, but the entire family to deal with issues of guilt and shame and all this. Mm -hmm. But it's all Christ-centered because this man entered into the world 2,000 years ago. 
nobody, you know, I mean, what, what's that all about? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, got <laughs> you do. And, and at what you realize is it's no longer just about your own self-account. Absolutely. It's about the work that he wants you to do. You can still have your autonomy a little bit. But what you're doing is you're you're realizing it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not just not about me anymore right, right. or my family. Mm -hmm. And so all the things that Wanda does mm -hmm. that you do, that, that that's what the walk is all about. Mm -hmm. and again, we're we're not telling people that are first coming to the Lord to you know set up your no, own church. No, no. But it's anybody you interact with after you get deeper in your faith, uh, where, where you can administer or just talk to them about mm -hmm. the Word. Even if you just do that, you're helping create the cycle. Just live your life, just right. Jesus. It says, if you'll abide in me and my word abides in you, you will bear fruit. That's John right. chapter 15, That's verse 7 and 8. It's a law. Right. If you plant, yeah. you know, apple seeds out here in the yeah. backyard and water it, it's, gonna, it's not going to produce corn. Yeah. It's going to produce apple right. trees. Yeah. So, too, if you sow to the Spirit, put the Word of God, seek mm -hmm. to live close to Christ, He will bring people in your path. Yes. He yes. will bring situations in your path. Yes. Why? Because He wants to be glorified. He wants to use each one of us. Yes. You know, yes. I... I and again, you don't know how many lives you're touching. Yes. I always say, uh, I knew one guy in the military. I was a medic during the Vietnam War in Thailand. One guy in our barracks that was a Christian, mm -hmm. uh, looking back, wasn't me. Yeah, but his life, his life touched my life. Three years after my discharge from the Army, I became a Christian. Yes. And we'd go back to Southeast Asia as a missionary. But he didn't know that. He was just a medic. He went about his job. Did what he did. He used to like to collect uh, insects and make these little boxes with the displays. <laughs> you know, but he was a Christian. He'd share the gospel. I don't think he even knew his life touched my life. And there you go. Look at what you have done with well, your life. I'm just 40 saying, years as a missionary. Unbelievable the people you've touched. But I'm just yeah. saying each one of us can do that. No yeah. matter if you're in the medical field, yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, yeah. yes. if you're a maintenance yes. person at a junior high school, yeah. Yeah. if you're whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest mm -hmm. apologists of the past century, even today his books are renowned. Yes. He, he was a classics English literature mm -hmm. professor at Oxford. Right. Mm -hmm. like, he, he loved what he did, mm -hmm. but he did it to Christ. Yeah. And, and, he, and his, his literature still influenced. But he did what he did. I remember Tom Landry, of the, of the, or, or, uh, who, who was the uh, big lineman for, uh, played for uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Not Rosie Greer, but uh, I forget his name. But Tom Landry was a Christian, Christian, Christian. Yeah. But he was a winning coach. Yeah. He was a Super Bowl. But yeah. he was a solid, rock-solid Christian. Mm. You know, it, it's just powerful. Sam Rattigliano, same way. These, mm -hmm. They just live their life. They live their passion. They do what they can mm -hmm. do, you know, coaching, whatever. But they, they, they display Christ. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty. And, and all of that activity, us being here today, is based upon God coming down in the flesh to die for our sins. That's where we get the excitement. But again, in Isaiah 35, water will gush forth in the wilderness. Right. Mm -hmm. Can you just picture that visual? That That's the excitement we should have. And also it teaches us in Scripture that we want to be water overflowing. Yeah. And once we learn more, you know, we it, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit will be coming out of us into other people. Sure. You, you don't have to force that. It'll happen naturally. Right, John? And, and, and that's a little more as, Supernatural. you, as you get. Right, <laughs> supernaturally. Yeah, right. <laughs> Supernatural. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. So, okay, we're in Isaiah. Look yeah. at 40, and then we'll start going to the New Testament uh, just a little bit more at Christmas. Isaiah 40? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 40 and it says uh, in verses 3 through 5, voice, whoever, if you have it, what? I say, okay. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. 
every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Okay, now here's a prophecy 700 years before the event, speaking of John the Baptist mm -hmm. coming out of the wilderness, remember that wilderness, uh, and he's basically saying repent. That's poetic language. Make things straight. Mm -hmm. Make a highway for our God. Yeah. And then it says the crooked place shall be made straight. The rough. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. That's powerful because in the Old Testament, the glory of God was in the tabernacle. You see? But uh, it, it actually rested above it, you know, with the cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Right, right. But in the New Testament, chapter 1, John says, we beheld the glory of God, the mm. only begotten of the Son. So here it says, the glory of the God shall be revealed. All flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. And then when you go down to verse 10, it says, behold, the Lord God shall come. Mm -hmm. He's saying the Lord's coming into the situation with a strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed the flock like a shepherd. Mm. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Here's his, this coming one is going to be like a shepherd. Yeah. And Jesus yeah. calls himself. Do you ever wonder why the, the shepherds were the first one to go to the, the, the birth? You know, you know when you go to the hospital, see a newborn yeah. baby? Mm -hmm. They were the first invited guest to go see the newborn baby. Mm. Isn't that something? Not, not some high-ranking yeah. people and celebrity. Yeah. It was, it was, which was a really low-class kind of job mm -hmm. back then out in the fields at night watching sheep. But, but why? Because from beginning all through Scripture, often God's people were shepherds, mm. starting with righteous Abel, mm. through Moses, uh, through That's Abraham, through Jacob, and yeah. moving all the way up. And then you come to the Good Shepherd Psalm, Psalm 23, mm -hmm. and when Jesus declares himself the Good Shepherd, yeah. mm. it, clicks. it clicks right in. So here we mm. see the coming one. Now turn to the last book of the Bible, uh, Old Testament in Malachi. We'll see this repeated again. This one is coming, and then we'll jump to the New Testament and finish off just a couple minutes. But look at Malachi mm -hmm. chapter 3. Okay. If you have that one, it'd be mm -hmm. verses one and um, one and two, I believe. Uh, just one. Yeah, okay, just okay. one. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger to the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, now this is powerful. It's one. It, it, it's that idea of the messenger coming before the the Lord. Mm -hmm. It says, "Behold." That's that's a very important word because that means heads up or mm -hmm. attention. Mm -hmm. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins. Okay, behold, I. This is God speaking. Yeah. I send my messenger before, uh, uh, and he will prepare the way before me. You know, he's not a right. prophet yeah. coming. God is coming, but he's going to send this one that Isaiah referred to. He's going to prepare the way. And who's coming? The Lord whom you seek yeah. will suddenly come to his temple. We're going to look at that in a minute. So he's going to come to his temple. We know the temple's in Jerusalem. Even the messenger of the covenant. And he's going to what? He's going to bring the new covenant. Yeah. In whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord. And people were, remember, when he comes to the temple as a little baby, they're presenting Jesus. Yes. And who was there? Anna and Zechariah. And they say, they, they prophesied because they were looking for the coming Messiah. Mm. It's right, right, right there. 
But what's important about this is the temple must be in existence when the Lord comes. Mm. When was the temple destroyed? 70 AD. 70 AD, yeah. So this person that's coming, that's going to establish a covenant, that's going to send somebody to prepare the way before him, mm -hmm. must come before 70 AD. Mm. Who might that be? <laughs> well, yeah. Jesus comes yes. 30 is. years after his ascension yeah. into heaven. The Romans come and, and it's scorched earth. There's no more temple. You go there today. You've been there once. Yes. It's just a flat. It's like a, it's a flat. Yeah. yeah. It's just a flat platform where the temple once stood. Yeah. So it has to be yeah. perfect. So now when you turn to Matthew, after 400 years of silence and they don't hear anything, um, now everything is going to change, so to speak. Um, because why? Uh, uh, let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke. Because um, what we see here is mm -hmm. it's, it opens up in the temple. Mm -hmm. um, in chapter 1, mm -hmm. in verse 5, it says, In the, the, the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, mm -hmm. the, in a division of the priesthood, his wife was daughter of Aaron. Her name was They were both righteous before God, walking in but they could have no child. Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So he goes into the temple to, mm -hmm. to, to do the incense. That was his yeah. job at that time. Uh -huh. yeah. And that's where Gabriel is going to appear to him. Okay, the angel Gabriel mm -hmm. says, you're going to have a son. Your wife's going to have a son. Yes. But she, she can't. She's too old. She's barren. And this speaks of the miraculous births. Mm -hmm. But it's not a new thing. See, Abraham and Sarah, she couldn't have children because they were well advanced in age. She had a child. The same thing with uh, 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 Isaac's wife. She had a child. Samson's uh, parents couldn't have children. They were blessed to have a child. Uh, same thing with Hannah in the Old Testament. And then the priest prayed and she conceived. This is a miraculous birth, but it all points to the biggest of all miraculous births, the virgin birth. Hmm. See, do you understand this yeah. transition? How it, It's not a new thing, but it's just when the virgin birth, it's, it's the most spectacular miraculous birth. So John's coming. This is the one that's going to prepare the way before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then Gabriel announces the birth uh, that, that is going to come. You see, he's going to appear to Mary in verse 26 of chapter 1. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about this, if we won't have time today to go into it, mm -hmm. but in Daniel, mm -hmm. Daniel receives a message from the Lord through the angel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Telling about the birth of Christ in chapter 9 of, of Daniel. Mm -hmm. He announces the coming yeah. of Messiah. Here he announces the coming of Messiah. It's really cool how, oh, yeah. whereas Michael, when he comes, he's fighting. He's mm. fighting Satan. He's fighting Lucifer. You'll see this in the book of Jude yeah. and other places. But Gabriel's the messenger way back in Daniel. Yeah. Now you see him appearing here. And then you have this thing where Jesus is now coming. And look at the titles, what it says in verse uh, 30. If, if you read just chapter 1, verse Luke. 30. Yeah, it, that's great. Yeah, through okay. 33. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom shall be no end. Okay, do you see that? Yes. All those things we saw in Isaiah? Yeah. They're there. Be, be, yeah. Bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus. Yeah. That means Yeshua, or Yahweh, saves. Yeah. Uh, that's mm. where you get the word. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. Yes. 
uh, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. That's an important point. That's where this promise that was made to David that one day one of your seed, one of your offspring will rule forever and ever. And that's why many times people will call, especially yeah. uh, blind people, when they see, Je they hear about Jesus or crippled, mm -hmm. they would say, thou son of David, mm. thou son of David, yes. heal me, yeah. heal me. They knew mm -hmm. Messiah was coming. And so he's called son of David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever, and his, his kingdom, kingdom there will be end. no end. Right. So here we see this yeah. whole idea. He's coming, uh, he, this kingdom, and that's why when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come. come. Right. Thy will, will be, be done. done on earth. So yeah. one day it will. He's coming back as king. Yes. But today, after we receive him as our savior, what we strive to do is make him our Lord, or what right. we would call yeah. our king. Absolutely. He wants to have rule. He's very possessive. <laughs> he wants uh, rulership. Uh, well, he's over he's our thought that, right? <laughs> It's just what it he's is. That, right? <laughs> he wants our, our vocabulary. He wants our yeah. spotlight. He wants our intentions. He wants right. our calendar. He wants right. our checkbook. He right. wants, you know, he wants, yeah. But yeah. it's he his glory. It he us. gave it to us. You see this? Yeah. It's his. It's, you know, yeah. it's all his. It's like when right. I was little and the kids mm -hmm. wanted to buy me a gift for Christmas yeah. or my birthday. I drive them to the mall. Right. I give them the money. Right. I, they do this. I get the wrapping paper. They come home, wrap it up, and this, and then give it to me. And I appreciate it because that little note was uh -huh. from them. But everything they gave me, I originally gave them. Yeah. The money and everything they yeah. give. Yes. So too, everything we give back to God, He already gave it to yes. us. It's His anyhow. And, and that's where the transference comes in from self to Him. Exactly. And, right. and, and that's exactly what happens when you when you start to follow Him. That's right. Right. So yeah. here we see. I mean, yeah. we don't have but a couple of minutes left. This is the biggest story mm -hmm. of all at Christmas, mm -hmm. and that yeah. God, as uh, you said, David, He invaded. Yeah. You know, He came in, and life has never been the same. You know, mm -hmm. I mean. If you look at Hebrews for a moment, just took to the book of Hebrews, mm -hmm. um, in chapter uh, 10. Okay. Um, um, Hebrews chapter 10, and it kind of summarizes the Old Testament here. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at verse um, 1 through 3. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things that, uh, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then they not have ceased to be offered because that worshiper, because the, that the worshipers once purged should have no, should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those things, there is a remembrance, again, made of sins every year. Okay, thank you. That really is a summary of the Old Testament. All that sacrificial system taught was that the wages of sin is death, yeah. the innocent dies for the guilty, but it's not adequate to take away sin. Yeah. That's why they had to do it every, every year. But it, it, it was a shadow. It told us something bigger, better is coming. Yeah. Therefore, verse 5, when he came into the world, there's Christmas, there's yes. Emmanuel, there's yeah. the incarnate. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, this is mm. Jesus, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared yes. for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. The incarnation. Yeah. He had to come through the line of Judah. Mm. He had to come through a virgin. He had to, all of these things were established. A body you burn offerings and sacrifices, you've had no pleasure. In other words, they couldn't complete 
and make us justified before God. Mm. Then I said, Jesus, behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me. That's Old Testament. Yeah. The whole Old Testament. We'll study this in 2019, Lord willing. Yes. And what is it? To do your will, O God. Yeah, there it is. What did he pray three times in the Garden of Gethsemane? If it be your will, take this yes. cup from me. If it yeah. be, three times. Right. Then at the end, he says, nevertheless, <clears throat> not my will, not my will but thy will be done. Right. There it is, right yep. there, with his body. at the His physical body, he was willing to give up. Why? Therefore, mm. look at verse 19 and 22. And then we'll start wrapping it up. Having, 19. Having, okay, Wanda. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath, hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near to a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Mm. Let, and let us consider one another to, pro, to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Thank you, Wanda. Absolutely. We'll close on this, but do you see verse 9? Therefore, brothers and sisters, having boldness to enter the holiest, that is to say the very presence of God, by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Do you see why he had to come in the flesh? Yeah. An angel couldn't do it. Mm. An oxen or a lamb or mm -hmm. sheep couldn't do it. It had to be the blood yes. of yes. a human being yeah. because it was lost through a human being through the first Adam. It's regained. But because of that, we're cleansed. We have a clear conscience. Mm -hmm. We have fellowship. Consider one another. Don't forsake the assembling yourselves together with others. But we can go into the very presence of God. Yes. That goes back to Christmas. You see, yeah, that, 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 that's the Christmas right. story. Uh -huh. And so, uh, thank you for listening this morning. Uh, you, you know, so as we draw this yeah. to a close, I wanted Dave to, to read uh, my incredible, uh, actually was a, a, a short summary of the life of Jesus, uh, written in 1926. And uh, again, all of you out there, I want you to have a blessed Christmas and a joy-filled New Year. And if you haven't really looked deeper into the meaning and purpose of yeah. Christmas and what it means, you know, through the wrapping paper and the lights and the, yes. everything else, uh, what it really means, you know, that, that God entered into the human condition in the person of Jesus Christ. Look for it this day and even go to a church or tune into this radio station or get a book or better yet, go to the Bible and read the account in Luke and in Matthew. Yes. And pray before you do it and ask God to reveal himself to you. Yes. David, do you have that one yes, solitary uh, life? Yes, one solitary life. Here is a man who was born in an obscure village, a child of peasant woman. He grew up in another village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never owned a home. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. While still a young man, the tide of a popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. 
he was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for only piece of property he had on earth, his coat. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Mm. Nineteen long centuries have come and gone, and today he is the centerpiece of the human race and the leader of the column of progress. I am far within the mark when I say that all armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever were built, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of a man upon this earth as powerfully as has that one solitary life. And that was by Dr. James Allen Francis. Thank you, David. Okay, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. God willing, we look uh, uh, forward uh, to the brand new year. We'll have a new program coming up. And thank you again, Wanda. You're welcome. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless.